Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. It has been one week since we lived by Everybody's Got Something, and you know what that means. It's time for another By the Book mini episode, or something like that. That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book epilogue. This week, we're looking at the aftermath of living by Everybody's Got Something by Robin Roberts. But first, two announcements. Announcement number one, very important, Kristen's book, So You Want to Start a Podcast, is currently 
free on Kindle if you have Amazon Prime. So seriously, get on it. Check it out if you're thinking about starting a podcast. If you want to learn more about podcasts are made, if you want an like, inside sneak peek on how by the book was made. She uses our show as an example almost all the time in that book. So <laughs> there are a lot of like little inside stories that are fun. Plus, it's just a great read. Kristen's writing voice is phenomenal. As her friend, I'm biased, but I say you should definitely check it out. It's a great book. Oh, thank you, Jolenta. And announcement number two. If you want even more of Buy the Book, check out Stitcher Premium, where we have interviews with self-help authors and other juicy content that's only available on Stitcher Premium. We're talking interviews with authors whose books we didn't love, interviews with authors whose books we did love. We're talking everyone from Shad Homesteader to Annette and Steve Economides. That's right, America's Cheapest Family. They are all there in Buy the Books Stitcher Premium feed. So check it out. Now, let's get back to our mini episode, shall we? Because yes. we got so much listener mail about our Robin Roberts Everybody's Got Something episode. So let's start with some letters from listeners who have read this book as well. Yes. Lauren says, Robin Roberts outdid herself on this book. It is both inspirational and inspiring. The one constant that I took away from the book was the gratitude and appreciation she has and had for her family, friends, and colleagues. One other thing I thought was very nice was how Robin continually mentioned the fact that it saddens her that many people have gone through or are going through the same things she has, but they don't have the resources that she does to get the best medical care, have the best doctors, and so on. Her sense of perspective is a true rarity, and not just amongst celebrities. I agree. You know, I just had a thought. Um, I feel like the celebrities who also tend to work in journalism are better oh. at keeping more perspectives in mind. Um, I think I feel like we noticed that with um, even. Manoush Salmarodi's book. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Bored and Brilliant. We noticed that in Dan Harris's book, which we, like, didn't love, but we love the fact that he could acknowledge that he has resources that a lot of people mm -hmm. don't. Yes, very, very true, Jolenta. Um, I guess all of the interviews that they've done uh, with real people, with not real people, <laughs> investigative <laughs> journalism, all of the above. You know, I, I suppose it's hard to only live in your own head when you're constantly talking with other people who are doing things like living through a hurricane or um, living through other tragedies, because that's so much of what journalists are doing, are talking with people who are really at the toughest points in their lives. Good point. Oh, my gosh. That's all on you, Jolanta. That's your good point. Well, but you <laughs> expanded my point to make it even more good. And that's what I was commenting on, okay? Let's move on. <laughs> Let's do it. Here's a letter from someone who has not yet read the book but plans to do it. Hillary says, I just finished listening to your latest podcast about Robin Roberts' book. My mom is going through a cancer diagnosis, and based on your review, I'm planning to get this book for her. I hope it will be healing, helpful, and entertaining for her. I hope the same because yes. it was for me. So. It was for me too. I love the book. Yeah. Um, 
Also, a lot of you guys wrote in because you feel a special connection to Robin's specific trouble and how she coped with it. Beth wrote in to say, my husband was diagnosed with MDS, the same thing Robin has. And instead of lamenting his illness, like Robin, I intentionally talked about it and how it was diagnosed. I also encouraged those who could to donate blood and register with Be The Match to become stem cell donors for those with cancers who have no other options. I like to remind everyone, for both blood donation and Be The Match registry, you are probably saving a life. Wow. That's mm. incredible to think about that. Um, I will, I, I may have mentioned this in a prior podcast, but one of the ways I paid for my textbooks when I was in college was I was a plasma donation yeah, person. Sell that plasma. Yeah. I was out there selling my plasma three times a week, every week, until they told me I couldn't come back because my blood pressure was getting too low and I was yep. anemic. But I did it all the time. And, um, you know, I, I didn't very often think about how I might have been saving a life. I mostly was just thinking about like, I can't afford books or food, but I could have been saving a life and everybody else out there who's doing it. And Beth, you know, what you're doing to get other people informed about this and uh, giving them the information they need, you're helping to save lives too, Beth. So Beth, well done. Here, here. Uh, some of you wrote in to say you struggle to be as optimistic as Robin is. Yes. Amy said, I can be positive for other people, but when it comes to myself, I really struggle to find the positive in the world. Like, I'm always willing to be someone else's cheerleader, but I am not able to be that for myself. I'm working hard on this in therapy, and it is hard. Yes. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. Jolenta, you were saying that in the episode, too, that you're not as easily optimistic as Robin. It takes a lot more work than uh, than it does for Robin. <laughs> I feel like she has sort of like that Kristen gene where, like, like, you're somehow able to see silver lining that other people can't. Like, maybe I need better glasses or something. <laughs> to be more like you and Robin. <laughs> I do love what Robin said, though, that it's um, like a muscle. The more you use it, right. the stronger it gets. Yeah. I think about that a lot. <laughs> That's a very good call. I feel like a lot of therapists probably say things that are similar. Love it. Now, one thing a lot of you had thoughts on was how much Robin loved slash loves her parents and all the advice they gave her. She really repeatedly in the book gives her parents credit for giving her outstanding coping skills, for preparing her to deal with the worst in life. And a lot of you wrote in to say, I wish my parents would have done that. My parents didn't give me the best lessons in life. Yeah. Krista wrote in to say, my parents taught me what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, which sucks when I then started spending my time wondering if the next thing would be the thing that actually would kill me. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also hate that advice, by the way. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, it may just completely fuck you up for the rest of your life. Uh, the, uh, like, the universe only gives you what you can handle. And I'm like, well, the ugh. universe like clearly has the wrong read on me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Ellie says, I was taught to turn the other cheek, ignore them, or kill them with kindness. I did not learn to stand up for myself. I know they meant well, but now I have a very difficult time with confrontation. Go figure. 
Oof, I feel like that's a super common one. I hear oh, that God. from Story so many people life. around me. Yeah, I feel like you <laughs> you and Brad have that very much in common. <laughs> that's why we keep people like you around, Jolenta. <laughs> to just be the negativity for you. No, no, you bring out the you bring out the mama bear sometimes when it's like, did you really fucking talk to Kristen that way? <laughs> Get away from her. <laughs> um, Everyone needs a Jolenta. Everyone needs one. True. <laughs> Marie wrote in to say, we were a don't hit first, but take no crap family. This sometimes gets me into trouble because I can have a difficult time recognizing when I need to stop. I am very good at owning this after the fact, but I need to do it better in the moment. Mm. Marie, are you me? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm dealing with the same issue. (laughs) Now, as much as some of you out there wish you had received advice more like Robin received from her parents, not all of you feel that way. Some of you took real issue with the lessons that Robin tried to share with us that her parents shared with her. For example, Sarah took issue with Robin's mom's message to, quote, turn your mess into your message. Sarah says, there are obvious personal and societal benefits to using your pain to help others. But like other acts of kindness, I think it should be a choice with no pressure either way. Society is weird about its expectations of disadvantaged people and or victims. I'm thinking specifically as a disabled person who is expected to be inspirational and who has been pressured to join or start support groups I neither need nor want. There are plenty of causes I care about and plenty of ways I use my identity to help out, but I also reserve the right to be like, that's something I'm dealing with privately. It doesn't have to have anything to do with anyone else. Good point. Yes. Yes. You don't have to be someone else's poster child, Sarah. That's very, very true. None of us have to be. Yes. And Carla wrote in because they hated the whole sentiment that everybody's got something. Carla says... I'm sure that psychologists will say that a sense of perspective is useful in overcoming self-pity and connecting with others. But the message that everybody's got something doesn't sound like perspective to me. It sounds dismissive, like I'm not allowed to sit with my own pain or feel what I need to feel for as long as I need to feel it. And yes, I tend to feel things deeply and way longer than other people think I should. I know you ladies had a good experience with the book, but based on the title alone, I won't be reading it. Mm, Yeah. You weren't the only one to say that, Carla. Mm -hmm. A few people wrote in and said, everybody's got something reminds me too much of the messages I received as a kid to buck up and Mm -hmm. other people have it worse. You know somebody over there is dealing with this, so why are you bitching about that? And so – Carly, you're not alone in that. A lot of people felt the same way just based on the title alone of the book. Like, I think that that phrase was used by a lot of sort of selfish or neglectful parents to sort of brush off taking care of actual needs. So I can imagine it would be very sort of triggering uh, for people Mm -hmm. who were parented that way. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I had a hint of it because my dad was very much in that vein of, like, every illness I had, like, I was faking it or, like, it's someone has it worst. And, like, but that meant, like, he wouldn't take me to the doctors. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can relate to that for sure. No, I I can relate to it. But on the flip side, I can also see it as incredibly generous that um, Robin is looking at everyone else um, out there and saying, I know you have something too. I know Mm -hmm. you have something too. And it's like, thank you, Robin. Thank you for saying that I also have stuff. Yes, I also have stuff. I have to say on the flip side, as someone who's like consumed with illness right now, 
I also need to remember that other people have their shit. Yeah, like they may be able to walk easier than I can right now, but that doesn't mean they're not going through shit. And I need to like make space for that as well. Yeah. Everybody's shit looks different too, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, Even if they have the same diagnosis in life, whatever that exactly. diagnosis is. Um, oh God, you were about to make a joke about feces. I was going to make a joke about <laughs> we have to take a break and everyone's shit looks different. So like, let's all go take a look at our own shit. whether metaphorically or literally while we take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna tackle some of the feedback our listeners had about how we actually lived by the book we'll be right back Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona. La vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We are back with listener comments about Everybody's Got Something by Robin Roberts. And let's now hear from some people who have specific feedback for us, Jolenta. Many of you, first and foremost, were incredibly grateful to you, Jolenta, for continuing to be open about your struggles with lupus. Hi, Kristen and Jolenta. I just wanted to follow up and say thank you to Jolenta for being so forthcoming with her health concerns and struggling to be a productive person dealing with so many hard changes. As someone who was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease at 22, I felt like I was the only one my age dealing with these issues, especially when watching commercials for my meds that only featured grandparents. Hearing about the way you make the rules of the book work for you and being honest about how hard it is is an incredible source of support for me. Um, yes. <laughs> I didn't realize there wasn't a lot of like young people representation in the autoimmune commercial, like autoimmune medicine commercial world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you look at sort of the the way a lot of autoimmune diseases are presented, it is for old people only. And it's mm-hmm. weird to see commercials for my medicine where it's like, are you an old grandpa who's having trouble like holding his grandson's hand? And I'm like, no, I'm a young <laughs> bitch who's having trouble like fucking in the position she used to fuck in. Like, <laughs> Like, that's what I feel like sometimes. So I'm glad I can help make people, like, under the age of, I don't know, 50 feel a little seen. And if you're over 50, I, like, you deserve to be seen more, too. I just mean in the (laughs) autoimmune medical community, a lot of uh, people, I'd say over 30, are represented on television commercials. (laughs) if you want to break down tv commercial representation stats oh yeah same for magazines not that we read magazines very often anymore these days but when i page through a magazine at the doctor's office yeah the ads are a very specific demographic yeah and and that demographic is not me or you jolenta (laughs) true (laughs) now bev had this to say to you also jolenta 
I have been struggling with chronic illness more severely in the last four years, and Jolenta, hearing you share your reflections and experiences recently has been extremely validating and powerful for me. I also truly feel it will help build empathy and make a huge difference for listeners when they hear your story. When you shared your experience with step one, letting yourself feel bad, I started crying after you said something along the lines of, I don't want to do this anymore. I have been saying that a lot lately. This book made me feel more hopeful that I can handle this current extremely difficult and uncertain time. I'm glad that this book made you feel hopeful. I really liked it, too. It's so nice to have not a doom and gloom perspective on things that feel never-ending. But Jolenta, despite the overwhelming and unwavering support for your story in our last episode, there were very mixed responses to mine. All right. I'll try to, like, not be a mama bear immediately. (laughs) Um... When we read these, let's see. Moira wrote, I'll be honest, I didn't listen to your Everybody's Got Something episode past talking about the shooting. I'm glad you're using your platform to push back against such a horrible act, but I also hope you understand that I don't listen to your podcast for news. I look forward to more great episodes, perhaps with more entertainment and less social issues. I'm going to take this right up the bat, Kristen, if you don't mind. Thank you, Jolenta. I totally see your point. And I very much feel the exact same way as you when it comes to scripted entertainment. I take my scripted entertainment to get out of my own world, to live in a fantasy land of criminal investigators or people (laughs) traveling through space. And I don't want to fucking face reality one iota while I am experiencing these modes of entertainment. But I feel like when it's a reality show, which is what we are, we are entertainment through the lens of people living their lives, and hopefully it's a little funnier, like, insightful from time to time. Like, we just can't control what's happening in our lives. And sometimes what's happening in the world greatly, greatly affects us. Like if perhaps like someone did a mass shooting uh, and targeted people that look like you, like we are going to be affected very personally. Um, And it's, I feel you, like I felt that way during, you know, the 2016 election. I hated watching the Real Housewives of New York, like be sad at their election party. And then like, it was sort of weird and like unsettling watching them go to the first women's march like a year after it happened. But also I had to be like, I'm choosing reality as entertainment. And like reality does affect people's lives and reality shows are about people's lives. So like, you just gotta... Take it with a grain of salt or do what Moira did and just pass on an episode. But I think it's a hard ask to be like, don't talk about issues that might make people be depressed or feel like an overload of news when those issues are directly affecting our personal lives. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Jolenta. Thank you. I I think you um, are completely on point there. And just one other thing I want to add here. I know, Moira, you don't want to listen to us for social issues. But for me, a woman of color, racism is not a social issue. It's just part of my life every day. That is not something with a capital S, capital I social issues. That's just how I, unfortunately, when I walk through the world, something I have to deal with because that's the world I live in. So to me, it's not a social issue. It's just my life. I'm not trying to be on a platform when I talk about those things. I'm trying to be honest about what I'm experiencing. So 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. I hope that makes sense more. No, and like, so. I'm going to whip out the P word. Uh, privilege. <gasps> Jolenta, don't do it. Not penis. Privilege. <laughs> Not pussy. Privilege. No, but like, I have to say, as a white person, it like, Kristen just sort of pushed this thought into fruition. What I'm trying to say is like, as a white person, it's 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 my privilege to not consider a shooting against Asian people a personal issue. It's a privilege to consider it sort of a social issue out there and not something that could personally affect you. And like that, that's us white folks in that position. So, yeah. It's just too hard to separate some of these very real, very impactful things that are also considered social issues by people who aren't affected by them. But you teach their own. Yeah. Well, fortunately, um, there were quite a few people who also did not take issue with my storyline. There were certainly those who wrote in with support. For example, Julie said... Kristen, I just wanted to thank you so much for being candid on this week's episode and sharing your experiences as an Asian-American woman. When news of the horrendous murders in Atlanta surfaced, I too began to recollect and revisit memories of racist traumatic events that have happened to me that I've suppressed for some time. I almost felt like when these things happened that I'd try to talk myself away from it being racially charged just for the sake of moving past it and not making everyone else in the room uncomfortable. Hearing you recount what happened to you outside of your friend's apartment really left me brokenhearted, but also I just felt so much less alone as a fellow Asian, not a, not American, mind you, Asian-Canadian, Asian-Canadian. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes. Um, I think that's such a good point. You know, it's not dissimilar, and I'm in no way equating um, – issues of sexism with issues of racism, but I feel like a lot of women went through a similar uh, sort of retaking stock of experiences after, like, say, the Me Too movement maybe changed a line of thinking for them. And it was like, oh, my gosh, all these times that I sort of blame myself for stuff, like, that was a teacher being sexist. That was a fellow freshman, like, being a huge creep, not me being, like, asking for it, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, oh, right, I'm re taking stock of all of these experiences and being like, I don't need to lie to myself anymore. People are racist. Like this happened, that happened. Um, And I feel like it's such an important part of, of dealing with racism as a, as a society as a whole is, is making space and time to listen to these experiences. So thank you for sharing them, Kristen. Oh, thank you, Jolenta. Let's move on to a listener who wrote in about uh, all the racist comments Kristen received during this past episode. Uh, Veronica wrote in to say, Kristen, I was appalled to hear the racist actions you've suffered. And when you read the racist and sexist responses to your posts, I wanted to say, I can't believe someone could write that. But the truth is, I believe it easily. Thankfully, I never received the outright physical abuse that you described, but as a biracial Black and Latina woman, I am all too familiar with the types of messages you read. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the liabilities, unfortunately, of being a woman of color on the internet. I mean, there have been repeated studies done on this that women of color who take a week or a month to change their profile photo uh, to a white man, suddenly all the abusive 
you know, DMs and comments, they just evaporate. Suddenly you're not a dumb dumb who's speaking out of turn. Maybe you're not overly sensitive anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're, you know, actually smart and your ideas are respected. But uh, yeah, I I have never done that personally myself. I've never done the thing where I'm like, I'm going to be a white guy online for a while. I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I already know that is the fact. It's too depressing. And it just shows so much how, like, how obviously, like, we have some sort of social hierarchy that we say we don't have when it's like, the second people want to lash out, they are gravitating towards those that they consider lower status, quote unquote. And not those high status white guys or, or God forbid, a white guy with an English accent. They're the hottest. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, God, we're so transparent. (laughs) let's move on to some happier stuff because i could go down a road right now yes 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 Brittany wrote to say i loved hearing about jolenta's new cane one of the things i've been most excited to do after the pandemic is go to a theme park since i've never been to one since accepting that i sometimes need mobility aids So my only experience with amusement parks is struggling with pain and needing to sit down too often to keep up with the group and reading a book on a bench most of the day. But a new friend has said she's going to rent me a wheelchair and push me around Disney in it, and I cannot wait. Cheers to accepting the help we need. P.S. My grandmother also names her canes. Their names are Florence for the one she bought in Florida, Allie for the aluminum one, and the names of my crutches? Are Hall and Oats. That's amazing. I love those names. Those are great cane names. And Florence. I also just got to say, like, the amusement park thing, don't make the amusement park harder. If you can use a wheelchair or a mobility scooter, anything to make that day brighter, that part about you reading a book on a bench most of the day, oh, my God, Brittany, that makes me so sad. I do not want you reading a book when you're at Disney. No. Can I make a, f- a full digression about Hall & Oates really quickly? Of course. Um, our composer of our theme song, Nate Wyda, he has uh, a musical duo that only performs on Halloween with a friend of his, and it's called Halloween and Oats. <gasps> How did I never know and this? And they, they just dress as Hall & Oates. Um, as much as I can, and then do cover songs, um, uh, often at Union Hall on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. If you like Hall & Oates, you really have to be into Hall & Oates. Make my dreams come, come true. true. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, oh anyway. my God. We need to check that out at some point, Jolenta. So I have no idea. someday, <laughs> when life is happening again. Love it. Love we're it. Going. Um, let's see. Next, we have a letter from Mia, who says, Kristen, as a nurse, I want to thank you for shining a light on those of us on the front lines. The past year has been tough. One of the things that's made it easier, people like you who are grateful for what we do. And no, we're not taken aback when you cry. In fact, I am so accustomed to it that I now tell crying patients, it's okay. Tears are a common side effect of the vaccine. Oh, Mia, that is so sweet. Hey, first of all, that's so fucking sweet. That is so sweet. So, so, so sweet. I love it. And Mia, it's a good thing that nurses like you are not taken aback by tears because loads of you out there wrote in to say you also cried when you received your vaccine. Oh, for sure. Among them, Bess. Bess says, 
I just wanted to say thank you to Kristen for being open about crying during and after her first shot of the vaccine. I had my first dose last week. As soon as I got to the vaccination site, I started welling up at how organized, calm, and friendly everyone was. There were poster boards up for folks to write on while they waited after getting the shot, asking things like, who will you hug first? And what do you think normal life will look like in a year? I sat in my car and bawled before driving home. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's so interesting. It's so weird because I feel like my vaccine site, I think we went to the same site too. But like the vibe was such a like, I feel like the vibe must change daily too. Because the the first time I went, it was people being like, whoa, after they would like (laughs) exit the site and get on the street. And the second one I went to, everyone was like, like, we're doing it. And I was like, (laughs) wow. Like, it's just such a, it's such a odd collective experience. You know, we're so used to like movies and concerts and theater shows to have one of our like collective experiences be like getting a shot is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, the site that Jolenta, you and I went to, you were there, I think a couple months before I was because Mm -hmm. you were ahead of me on the I was in a different group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But our site was organized like the very, very best version of a sci-fi pandemic movie where it's like – It was beautiful. It was a military operation. Everybody was so kind, so organized. And yeah, just walking into that space made me emotional. Like I cannot believe how organized this is. I cannot believe how hard people, scientists, uh, medical people, um, people in the military, people in the government, I cannot believe – that everybody got together so that they could do this for us. And I just, oh, I was also blown away by it. Absolutely blown away. Love it. Um, Finally, we got this letter from Anna who wanted to say this about my exercise, trying to live more in the moment. Anna says, I relate to Jolenta trying to be like Frank and live in the moment. I realized I talk way better to my dogs. I do positive reinforcement training. Than I do to myself. And that's pretty messed up. (laughs) So I'm trying to act like there's a cute puppy in my mind that deserves all the what a good girls instead of no, bad girl. Because I am a really good girl. Yes, Anna. Who's the best girl? Who's the best girl girl out there? You're the goodest girl. girl? Yes, you're the best girl. Yes, you Um, are. You're such a good girl. I agree. Go. Animals, (laughs) animals, and little children are so good at being in the moment. They also have great alignment if you're working on your posture. That's an aside. (laughs) Just something that, like, babies and animals have in common. Um, But it really helps. I feel like I did rip this off uh, from my therapist who, like, we were – I was saying I want to be more in the moment, like when when Brad and I are not working together. And she's like, you have to be like a dog, like meeting someone at the door, like, yay! You have to like gear yourself up and get excited to be in the moment. So I stole it from my dog and my therapist. That was also in How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, be the puppy. Be the dog. Like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, be the dog. I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to go be dogs for a hot second, (laughs) a.k.a. take a break. Um, And when we come back, we're going to talk about a really important room in our houses, the bathroom. And we will be announcing next week's book as well. So stick around. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We're back, and a lot of you out there had thoughts on and about the toilet room. Rose said, I loved how in this week's episode, Jolenta talks about doing so much work from the toilet. Honestly, I found some of my best ideas there. My husband calls the toilet the thinking throne. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Makes me laugh too. It's the like the throne. idea factory in there, you know? <laughs> Shower ideas, ideas bath <laughs> ideas, toilet ideas, standing in front of the sink brushing your teeth ideas. <laughs> it is like the room that creativity built. <laughs> <laughs> the thinking throne. I love that name, Rose. Love it. And it turns out Rose, Jolenta, you two are not alone in having names for the bathroom. Marie says, my nerdy husband always says, I need to go to my other office. Nancy says, we always call it the library. Colleen says, I've always called the bathroom my think tank because honestly, <laughs> some of my best ideas occur to me while I'm ahem, uh, sitting there. <laughs> and there's a tank on the toilet. So good. It's and Jolenta, so good. have I told you before that Dean always calls it the little computer scientist room? Oh my God. Like the little boy's room, but because he's a computer scientist. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's very <laughs> silly. <laughs> we pretend that Frank calls it the water box. Oh my gosh. Frank. Just a, a big box for the water. It's horrible. Frank. That's that's so you, Frank. Yep. You see the world your way, dude. Do it, yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah, see it your way. <laughs> so, like, honestly, really big thank you to everyone who wrote in with their names for the bathroom, for sitting on the toilet, with all of your actual thoughts that were super profound about living with illness and racism, too. Um, reminder, all of you can write in and share your thoughts and stories with us. You can also call in. We want to play more of your voices on the show. Give us a call at 30249-BOOKS. It's just a voicemail. You won't, like, accidentally have someone pick up and talk to a human. Ew. No. <laughs> just leave a message, 302-492-6657. Or a lot of the things we read come from our Facebook community. So if you want to discuss things there, check it out at facebook.com slash groups slash Pod. And now, Jolenta, it's time. It's the time when we announce next week's book. Book, book, book. Our next book is... Bum, ba, ba, bum, bum, bum. The Honest Life by Jessica Alba. 
Is there an actual difference between honesty and truthfulness? Does this mean I'm going to have to stop lying? What if I'm more interested in an honest death? <laughs> Listen next week to find out. And that is it for this mini episode of By the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our amazing production team at Stitcher, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Andy Christens, and of course, thanks to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and the Rizzos, who perform it. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read Everybody's Got Something. And of course, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at jolentag, at kristenmeinzer, or at buythebookpod. And there are some fabulous pictures or not so fabulous pictures that go up every time we live by a book on our Instagram feed. Jolenta, what is that? That's at by the book pod. And you can check out our personal Instagrams at Joletta underscore G and at K10Minzer. That's K10Minzer. And if you have not yet done so already, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen. It helps other people to find the show and to know that we're delicious. And of course, tell a friend about the show. Tell somebody who's got something about the show. Tell your pet about the show in your most loving pet voice. Tell your toilet about the show, too. You know, don't, oh, yeah. don't leave it out. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. And now, and Kristen. Now. Oh, yeah. And now, Kristen. And now, Jalenta. Oh, go ahead. Fuck you go me. Ahead. You do you it. Ahead. I don't know why I gestured to you and then just started talking <laughs> again. Stitcher. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.